right, so Einstein figured out the theory of relativity and E equals MC squared. Pretty good for him. I found out something that I'm pretty proud of, a formula all my own, and here it is. Race plus gender equals money and power, huh? You like it? Well, get used to it because that is what's happening. That's the key, really, to understanding what's happening right now in so much of American culture, and I don't like it. I want to take you to Franklin, Tennessee. Take a look at this couple, uh, two guys, one of whom decided to show up at the prom in a dress. Uh, that's his choice, right? Anyway, created a bit of a commotion. Somebody at the hotel didn't like it. There he is showing off a bit of leg. Uh, now, the man who steps forward, it's unclear exactly what he's saying or what's being said to him. You'll see him in a moment. He's wearing kind of a grayish shirt. He's a middle-aged man. His name is Sam Johnson. Now, at this point, he's the CEO of a medical services firm in Nashville, Tennessee. But because of how he behaved here, he lost his job. That's an outrage. Take a look at what cost him his job. Here's the moment. I chose what I want to wear so you can off. Okay? Okay. Is that right? And he looks gross? That's my boy. Looks disgusting? Yeah? Yeah. You look like... I look like what? What is... What is you look like stop. an idiot. Get the away from me. Stop. What does he look like? Stop. Oh, do not like No, sir. No, sir. I can get towards you all I want. Keep talking. Please, please. 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 Well, you look like a moron. Get away. Come on. Please. Just promise. It's kids. It's a bunch of kids. Come on, dude. All right. At some point, I think he said the guy looked like an idiot, all right? Which I don't disagree. Uh, we're going to meet this man in a moment. Here's what his employer put out after this video went mega viral on social media. This man lost his job. Again, Sam Johnson. Visual put out this statement, and I think it's pretty absurd. We unequivocally condemn the behavior exhibited by Sam Johnson. Now, you just saw what he did. I mean, was it that bad? Really? Uh, the Visual Board of Directors has chosen to terminate Mr. Johnson from his position as CEO, effective immediately. Immediately, wow. Visual culture emphasizes respect, kindness, and compassion. What about truth, justice, and freedom and liberty? No. We maintain a zero-tolerance policy for intolerance of any kind. Can we stay on that for a moment? A zero-tolerance policy for intolerance of any kind. We will not tolerate intolerance. I don't know. There's something about that that's a little much. Next, please. Goes on. We look forward to announcing concrete steps we are taking in support of the LGBTQ community. Talk about an overreaction. Hmm? Now, Sam Johnson has a side of this story. He says those kids were acting up. They were being very vulgar. They were drinking, creating a scene. He had his family there, and he didn't like it. Are we going to make it illegal to call somebody an idiot who might be acting idiotically. I like Sam Johnson. At this point, I'm on his side, and we're going to meet him in a little bit. We'll talk about what happened, and we'll talk about his former employer, Visuel. Let me make sure that you get this. V-I-S-U-W-E-L-L. Visual. They're online, and uh, they got a social media presence. So we'll talk to Sam Johnson. Again, the CEO fired from that company just a little bit ago. All right, so it was gender plus race equals money and power, and let's tackle the race issue, uh, at least the commercialization of it. Ben Crump, I think, is public enemy number one. Do you know about this guy? He's a lawyer running around America tearing up this country. I think what he's done is incentivize people 
to take action, to sue police departments right away. You know, George Floyd, we all know what happened to him should not have happened to him, okay? I said so from the get-go. I was freaked out by that tape. I did see some evidence later that maybe told, hey, maybe he wasn't totally, maybe there was some exculpatory evidence, but I'm, I have no problem with the verdict whatsoever. But this thing has been very disruptive. $27 million to George Floyd. That's how much uh, the Minneapolis city gave the George Floyd family. Now that is off the charts ridiculous. It is. The time, I believe, of his death, George Floyd was essentially unemployed. You know, how they make these calculations as to how much money one gets, what are future earnings likely to be? How many dependents, that kind of thing. $27 million, that's a political statement. And if, our, if there, was, there was no publicity here, the same facts, there's no way he would have gotten $27 million. So everybody seems to be going for the power and for the money. NBC Nightly News, speaking of the power, uh, Lester Holt has been using this as, I believe, a wedge issue to help his ratings also, and also to enhance his status within NBC News. Their ratings are suffering, and who knows, they may be thinking about replacing Lester. But he's a black man right now, talking about issues affecting black people. Last night, three stories about police shootings in a row. The fatal police shooting of a black man in a small North Carolina town last week is fueling new questions over transparency after officials today allowed select family members to view police body cam video of the incident. More than a year after Breonna Taylor was killed by Louisville police, the Justice Department announced a sweeping investigation into that city's police department. Body cam video also at the center of another police shooting in Virginia, a man fighting for his life after his family says a deputy mistook a cordless phone for a gun. The first three stories about controversial police shootings. Wow. Now, is, is it just about that's interesting to people? This is what, you know, journalism calls for, those three stories? Or is it about what we talked about, the money, the power, the fame? I think it's uh, those things, quite frankly, especially the money. The incentive is there for these lawyers and for these families. With all these killings going on, I never expected this to happen so close to home. Like, he left a close and tight family with each other every day, talking to each other every day. I just want justice. That's, I just want justice. I'm sorry for the loss, but it strikes me that so many of these families, when the lawyers show up and the media show up, Sounds like they're talking from a script. And remember this, there is a huge incentive for saying these types of things and acting this way. 27 million for George Floyd? Everybody knows that he got that kind of money, his family did, and they want it for themselves. And quite frankly, you know what? I'm not sure if I blame them. If that money is up for grabs, why not try to get some, huh? And more on the political power. You know, Ben Crump, I think, is making a lot of money, but other characters are emerging. Have you ever heard of uh, Bakari Sellers? Uh, Bakari Sellers is a lawyer and a former South Carolina <clears throat> office holder. He held state office in South Carolina. And uh, now he's representing the Brown family and uh, they lost someone. And we'll take a look at this. I wish we were somewhere else. I wish Ben Crump wasn't so famous. I wish we had a week where 
black folk weren't just dying Amen. at the hands of law enforcement. All right. Um, and here's Mr. Bakari um, as a Trump-hating contributor to CNN. Racism is a question of power, not a question of attitude. And so when we say that the president of the United States is racist, it's because he harbors these views and he has the power to implement policy which subjugate these people to oppressive systems. Sounds a little bit different on TV than he did at that press conference, which was also televised. Now, what does this mean for the rest of us, uh, people who are not involved in this case? Well, increase in crime, a dramatic increase in crime. We've all seen it. If you live, especially in an urban area, you can feel it. And how about cops? Nobody seems to respect them anymore. And everybody picking on them. Take a look at this. New York City police detective investigating a robbery and just bashed in the head. He's got a gash, was treated for minor injuries. A 25-year-old man is in custody, at least for now. These things tend to go fairly quick here in New York. Would that be, have happened had it not been for the climate and the stuff that we've seen, the media have been exaggerating over the past year? I don't think so. Um, and there's a practical effect. Nobody wants to be a cop, coast to coast. Recruitment is way, way down. They used to have massive classes of uh, cops. Everybody wanted to be a New York City police officer. They're having a lot of trouble filling these academy classes. And take a look at this. Everyone's leaving the job. Uh, NYPD experiences a 75% increase in departures and retirements. And they're seeing that coast to coast. All right, folks, much more to talk about. We are going to be seeing Sam Johnson, that man wrongly, we believe, terminated from that big job in Tennessee because he called somebody a name. Big deal. Stay with us. Information. Truth. Is power. Is freedom. Is money. Is health. Is Newsmax. Millions watch it for free. So can you. No paywall, no subscription. Newsmax is real news for real people. Big government, big tech, big business, big media, they'd all breathe a sigh of relief if I were no longer in the Congress fighting for you. It's like Matt Gates right now. Uh, he's a problem for the Democratic Party because he's so conservative. Their money is no good with me. And that scares them. And you know what? It should. They lie about me because I tell the truth about them, and I'm not going to stop. It would be great for them. So we're going to keep running our stories to keep moving it and make it so that it can't be buried. That's propaganda. So when you see the leaks and the lies and the falsehoods and the smears, when you see the anonymous sources and insiders forecasting my demise, know this, they aren't really coming for me. They're coming for you. I'm just in the way. I'm Matt Gates, and I approve this message.
So Franklin High School outside of Nashville, Tennessee, uh, they had a prom and somebody showed up in a dress. Uh, there he is, 18 years old. His name is uh, Dalton. And, um, well, let's face it, that's kind of provocative. And not everybody's going to like that look. Uh, our next guest, who we'll meet in a moment, did not. His name is uh, Sam Johnson, and uh, I think he took issue with it. Take a look at this TikTok video that somebody made. I chose what I want to wear, so you can off. Okay? Is that okay. Right? Is that right? And he looks gross? That's my boy. Looks disgusting? Yeah? Yeah. You look like... I look like what? What is... Well, Sam Johnson lost his job. He was the CEO of Visual for that exchange. That's a, a telemedicine company based in Nashville. And he joins us now. And Mr. Johnson, welcome to Newsmax. And I'm sorry, I know there are things that happened we'll get to that we couldn't see in that video. Uh, but welcome to Newsmax. How are you? And I'm sorry about what happened. Thank you, Greg. I uh, appreciate you having me. I'm doing fine. Thank you. So, all right. What didn't we see in that video? Is there anything uh, that we should know before we talked about what you did or did not do in the video itself? Well, first of all, I tried to stay calm. I really just approached the teens uh, because of chaos and a prolonged uh, witness of vulgarity around children. See, I'm a protector of family, my community, and uh, decency really uh, that's who I am, and I wanted to uh, approach them because nobody at the hotel, restaurant, or chaperones were doing anything about it. You were with your uh, your wife, your children. I was with I was with family, my children. Uh, there in the restaurant, we were together. This is how the place. Old, that, how old are your kids? Uh, my kid uh, that that I was with and his girlfriend was 18 years old and 17 years old. All right. There are other in the, in the facility as well. You mentioned that they were kind of creating a bit of a commotion. Uh, what were they doing? Uh, just uh, being loud, cursing, uh, vulgarities, and that sort of thing that we witnessed while we were there. All right. Now, what are your thoughts about um, an 18 year old? Clearly, this is a man, and he's wearing a dress. Um, a dress can be provocative even when it's worn by a woman. What are your thoughts about an 18 year old man, boy, who's wearing a dress? Look, as a Christian, I think that all people are created equal. I don't have any uh, ill feelings towards these teenagers. I think that they uh, have the right to do whatever they want, but I also should have the right to ask a question if I want to about what they're doing. And what was your question? Because it's a little bit, we can't exactly follow in the video. I just asked him why he was wearing a red dress, and, and that's, that's pretty much the long and short of it. Now, at one point, uh, look, I want to be clear here. <laughs> if you called him an idiot, and that's what it sounded like, it's your right to do that. Uh, it may not be the nicest thing in the world, but it's your right. And I think, quite frankly, he looks a little bit idiotic. Um, is that what we heard? Did you call him that? I did. I, frankly, I should not have done that. I apologized to Dalton for that comment already. Uh, but uh, the tensions were so elevated at that moment while I was trying to reenter the restaurant. Uh, which they accused me on social media of following uh, the team, which I did not. I was simply heading towards the restaurant. So this video goes viral, um, and your employer, um, and you're the boss, but there's a board of directors. They see it. They say they conduct an investigation. I want to go through their statement. 
Let's go ahead and put it up, please, on the board. It's uh, rather lengthy, but some interesting things here. We unequivocally condemn the behavior exhibited by Sam Johnson. Now, I want to take this one by one. Do you think that's at all fair, condemning your behavior, where you just, quite frankly, seem to look askance, and you may have, you know, used the I word, idiot. It's not the worst thing in the world. I hear it all the time in New York. And worse, how do you feel about that part so far? Well, it's a little unfair, but I don't blame anyone except for the media uh, and celebrities such as Kathy Griffin for elevating and trusting a video that was highly edited to just show uh, certain elements of the interaction. Uh, and to trust that kind of video, I think, is irresponsible. And we, we owe ourselves uh, the, uh, the duty as, as human beings to get both sides of the story. So I think it's unfair. Statement goes on. Uh, it's a doozy. Uh, let's see here. The visual board of directors has chosen to terminate Mr. Johnson from his position as CEO effective immediately. That seems very drastic. And I'm sorry, actually, this actually happened uh, only a couple of days ago. Yes, this was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Uh, that's one heck of an investigation. Uh, next uh, statement, if you don't mind, next portion of the statement. Let's go ahead and put it up. Uh, Visual's culture emphasizes respect, kindness, and compassion. And next, if I could see the next portion, please. We maintain a zero-tolerance policy for intolerance of any kind. This is where, quite frankly, it gets creepy. They are going to a zero-tolerance policy for intolerance. I mean, it's okay to have an opinion, I thought, in America, correct? I think so. What are you going to do? It seems to me, and I'm no lawyer, I don't know anything about this stuff, but this seems very unfair. Did you have a contract with Visuel? Yes, there's an employee agreement with Visuel, and my attorney and I are investigating all of our options for sure uh, to see what uh, the best plan of action might be, Greg. Well, it looks like a severe overreaction on their part. I, I heard you say that you regret calling the kid an idiot, but you know it's well within the bounds. You know, if you make it illegal to call somebody an idiot, then there's no such thing as good and evil. You know what I mean? Or nice and not nice. I, I, those are my impressions. And forgive me, I've talked too much. Is, what am I missing here? What should we know? Uh, I, I just think the kids uh, came out to uh, cause trouble, frankly. I think they, they really uh, came out to make a scene. And in a, our quiet community here in Franklin, in a restaurant that I frequent often and I'm known throughout the community, uh, I think that was a a poor choice. Uh, the, the problem was not at the location that we were at. Uh, they stopped by for pictures only. Uh, we were the patrons. We were the customers, not these teenagers. And you think they went there, uh, troublemakers, like it's a conservative community. This is not the kind of thing that would uh, be warmly embraced. And, you know, people here in New York may make fun of that or whatever. Oh, how provincial we are, how not cool we are. But that's that's the vibe in that town, correct? That's correct. I think they knew that they would cause a scene and they wanted to. Well, um, I got a printer and I've been writing letters like crazy. Uh, and I was thinking about asking our viewers to make their thoughts <laughs> known to visual. Uh, would you have any problem with that? Uh, you don't have to comment if you don't like to. But I, I just think that you were treated abhorrently in all of this and it's an over-the-top reaction to something that well i think you're on solid ground i have a lot of friends at visual every employee uh, we employ uh, folks of all um persuasions um and um different uh backgrounds and, and places uh, that they come from life uh, and situations and we uh, embrace everyone 
So that company is very dear to me and the people that with our, are in it are very dear to me. Uh, so I hope that they do well. Okay, but some of us have uh, a few thoughts for their board of directors who made this decision. So we'll see what happens. Um, thank you very much. Is there anything else uh, we should talk about? I, I, I feel like there's something else that could happen very soon in this story. I'll be available. Okay, well, all the best to you, sir, and your family. Um, any idea that would you reach out to that young man uh, or if they reached out to you, um, would, would that be a conversation you'd want to have? Absolutely. I already have. I have, I have apologized to him, but he has not re returned the message. Sam Johnson, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, former CEO of Visual. I wish you well, and I think things are going to turn out great. All the best, sir. Thank you, Greg. And we'll be right back. If you've had it with the old news and the same spent, well, then Spicer and Company's your place for the inside story and for the facts that you need to know. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? All right, here's something the fake news did not show us visually everything we needed to see. Jacob Blake, uh, you know about that in Kenosha, Wisconsin, controversial police-involved shooting, all right? After this happened, uh, well, all hell broke loose in Kenosha, Wisconsin, all kinds of rioting. The city was on fire for a while. Now, in the middle of all this, a man by the name of Ashton Howard was arrested, allegedly for assaulting cops. Well, that's working its way through the system. It made it, it appeared in the media, the story, and you see a picture of him, but here's how the picture really is. It changes the mood, at least, right? Now, I don't know if that's a legal weapon or not, but uh, and it, maybe it is, but I, why not show us the entire picture? They kind of went out of their way to not show us. I think we should have seen the gun originally, don't you? It's fair, right? It's part of the picture. All right. You probably know at this point that I'm uh, not a big fan of Chris Wallace. A uh, couple things about Chris. I really don't like the way he conducted the debate. Uh, last fall. He seemed to be protecting Joe Biden and doing everything he could to hurt Donald Trump. He did a great job in 2016, but not so in 2020. Anyway, his show, Fox News Sunday, has been on the air for 25 years and they won't shut up about it. <laughs> and this show marks 25 years of history-making interviews. For the past 25 years, we've been asking the key players from D.C. and beyond how their policies and actions shape our lives. And throughout the hour, a look back at some of the biggest moments of our 25 years here on Fox News Sunday, as Fox News Sunday celebrates 25 years. You don't want to miss the highlights from the past 25 years on Fox News Sunday. It has been quite a ride. All right. In the so it's all years. about Chris. Are you getting that? What they're overlooking, though, is the first third of this show is hosted by Tony Snow, a great guy who I knew very well. Tony went on to become press secretary to George W. Bush. Sadly, he died of cancer in 2008. So again, he started Fox News Sunday. Chris, I can't believe it. They had this whole show planned you know, 25 years they spent about 35 seconds on Tony Snow. 35 seconds. It was wall-to-wall -wall Chris Wallace, the guy who started the show. It's not 25 years. It's only 17. Tony did eight. 
But here's the thing about Tony. Tony was so gracious and such a great guy that when he became White House press secretary, one of the first things he talked about was Chris Wallace. I'll be personal here, but um, no, no, just having gone through this last year, and I said this to Chris Wallace. Was the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, it's my Ed Muskie moment. Um, I lost a mother to cancer when I was 17. Same time, uh, same time, colon cancer. And what has happened in the field of cancer since then is a miracle. Whatever we may say about a healthcare system. The, the technologies that were available to me that had me standing behind this podium today with well, a doctor who said, you don't have to worry about getting cancer, just heartburn talking to these people. Um, that's a wonderful thing. And I feel every day is a blessing, April. It's one of the reasons why you can see why we loved Tony Snow um, talking about Chris and as he talked about cancer. He'd beaten it, but unfortunately later he would succumb to it. So that was his first briefing. And something special and, quite frankly, typical Tony, at his last press briefing, he thanked conservatively about 30 people, including some folks at his old show, Fox News Sunday. Let me begin by doing some thanks, though, for people in the White House. I want to start with Scott McClellan, because when I first came here, uh, we had a transition week, and Scott could not have been more gracious and helpful. And simply in learning the difference between a gaggle and a briefing, uh, the first gaggle, as you may recall, Occasional a little discomfort. I still remember Ann out in the hall saying, I can't hear anything you're doing. <laughs> so there, there were some experiments that didn't quite work out the way we wanted, but, but Scott was just could not have been classier or more helpful. I want to thank him and thank everybody here in the press office. Dana Perino, Tony Fratto, Scott Stanzel, Emily Larimore, Josh Deckard, Carlton Carroll, Ryan Graham, Pete Seat, Stuart Siciliano, Rachel Williams, Lois Cassano, who did my makeup on Fox News Sunday for many years uh, before I came here. I want to thank all the stenos. <laughs> the stenographers. On and on and on. And the makeup artists. So I was watching Fox News Sunday, his old show, now Chris Wallace's show, and they're celebrating 25 years. How many people do you think Chris Wallace thanked for 25 years of Fox News Sunday? Zero. Not the people who pay him. Not the people who produce the show. No one. This is the guy who threw the debate for Joe Biden. I don't think you should ever watch him again. I'll be right back. It's a dangerous time in big cities like New York, L.A., Chicago, San Francisco, and more. Now, Rob Schmidt is exposing the truth about police defunding in his series, Cities on Fire. Watch Rob Schmidt tonight and get the news you need. John Kerry, uh, you know, he's friends with Joe Biden for a long time. They uh, hung around the Senate and now he's a uh, chief envoy for climate change. Uh, interesting job. This came out recently in The New York Times. Take a look at this. It's a very troubling paragraph. Iran's foreign minister at leaked tape says revolutionary guards set policies. But deep in the article, it says this former secretary of state John Kerry informed him, Iran's foreign minister, 
that Israel had attacked Iranian interests in Syria at least 200 times, to his astonishment, Mr. Zarif said. Now, that's a very puzzling uh, paragraph, and we want to know what to make of it. It raises the issue if, uh, well, John Kerry, is he being loyal to America? What's happening here? We thought we'd bring in Mark Meadows, former chief of staff to President Trump. Mr. Meadows, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? It's great to be with you. And obviously, uh, this report, if accurate, is extremely troubling, uh, Greg. You know, when we look at, at what is uh, alleged here, uh, we see that in, in the very, uh, uh, very early stages of the Biden administration, uh, despite all the hyperbole that happened during the Trump administration, there's something that's alleged that is 10 times worse than anything that they uh, alleged against President Trump. And hopefully uh, we can get to the bottom of this. How do you read this, by the way? I want to put the paragraph up one more time. Who's astonished? I can't tell if Zarif is astonished because all of the uh, attacks uh, on, on, on Syria. Let's take a look at the paragraph, please. Or is he astonished that he's been told uh, if, if, if all of these attacks by Israel on Iranian interests in Syria 200 times, why is he astonished? Uh, is it because Kerry is being potentially a traitor or is it because of the information itself? Well, I mean, when you read that, it's hard to tell the context, but I can tell you that just on the surface of it, it would be to the astonishment of, of, of Foreign Minister Zarif, uh, who was quoted there, but also to the astonishment of the American people. We need to have a full-fledged investigation of John Kerry and this administration as it relates to the context of, of, of this leaked audio and what was meant by it. Listen, this is not the first time that John Kerry has sided with the Iranian government. We saw that during uh, the Iran, uh, Iran nuclear deals as they were so intent on making a what I would characterize as a terrible deal for America and a terrible deal for uh, Israel. But it is one of our closest allies in Israel. And if this is undermining them, uh, I, I can tell you that, uh, you know, there's been lots of talk about the Logan Act with regards to some people that worked in and around President Trump. But this would be a Logan Act kind of violation, uh, depending on when it took place. So uh, the White House very curt in its response. Uh, this is the press secretary. Does the president have any comment or reaction to Kerry telling the Iranians um, about covert military action on the part of Israel? We're not going to comment on leaked tapes. Leaked tapes. They comment on everything. <laughs> they they generated those. They were they leak themselves all the time, and they certainly did against uh, President Trump. Um, I do uh, look the administration, the Justice Department. They're not going to push this thing. They're not. I yeah. Mean, let, let me let me make one point. When yeah. when the White House press secretary says we're not going to comment on leak tape uh, tapes, that's code word for watch out. Please don't look any further, American people. I, I, I can tell you, it's time that we have a real full scale investigation and that we hold John Kerry and the Biden administration accountable. It sounds great. It would not be the first time that John. Kerry if this is true, uh, showed conflicting loyalties at best. We're going to leave it at this, uh, Mr. Meadows. John Kerry testifying as a newly returned Vietnam veteran against, well, troops fighting in Vietnam at that time. They told the stories of times that they had personally raped, cut off ears, cut off heads, 
taped wires from portable telephones to human genitals and turned up the power, cut off limbs, blown up bodies, randomly shot at civilians, raised villages in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan, shot cattle and dogs for fun, poisoned food stocks, and generally ravaged the countryside of South Vietnam. He was lying and dishonest in so many ways. And you know what? I'm so glad that the swift boat veterans of truth did not forget his treachery. Uh, agreed. It's time. Not only we hold him accountable for that, but we hold him accountable for what he's doing now. And as we look at this, Greg, one of the key components when you start to look at John Kerry is his relationship with the truth. When he talks about sna a snapback of sanctions, the only thing that's snapping back is his uh, normal way of dealing with uh, foreign powers uh, that puts America's interest at risk. Mark Meadows, we so appreciated former chief of staff to uh, President Trump, former congressman. To be continued, sir, thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, Grant Stinchfield is standing by. Preview of his show coming up. Hi, Grant. Man, you get me all fired up for the show coming up here. I mean, we're going to hit a little bit on John Kerry. The guy, I think, Greg, he still thinks he's secretary of state, even when President Trump was in office. Right. Uh, picking up the phone. Hello. It's John Kerry flying around on his private jets anyway. What, but that's our show. What do you got? I know. Well, well, your show's going great, obviously. Um, we're going to hit back again on this Arizona election audit in Maricopa County. Um, if you haven't seen, the Democrats are in full panic attack. And so all anybody wants is the truth here, Greg, and, and we'll see where this thing's going. We've got the chairman of the GOP party in Arizona on the show to break it all down for us. Fabulous, Grant. We appreciate it. We'll be watching. Black lives matter! Black lives matter! Black lives matter! Yes, actually, black lives do matter. They do matter. Not just when they're taken by white cops. That's all BLM, the movement, seems interested in. But crime is going up all over the country. You've seen that. We know it. And too many stories are overlooked. Like 12-year-old Brian B.J. Henderson, 12 years old, shot and killed in Leavenworth, Kansas, in a parking lot of a drugstore. So B.J. was with his sister and her friend. They stopped at a parking lot. All right, they had plans to sell a BB gun to some person. And the person didn't like uh, the, uh, the goods. There was an argument. And he opened fire with a Glock. 25-year-old um, Darvin Thomas is charged with first-degree felony murder. There he is. Um, but this 12-year-old boy who was sitting in the back seat, dead. Here are some of his teachers reacting. He was lighthearted, um, loved to make kids laugh, made me laugh. You know, we could joke back and forth just the type of student who really lit up the room. So many students are feeling the pain, so many staff are feeling the pain, um, so many families are just genuinely feeling the pain. There's a GoFundMe page uh, for this young man's family, Brian B.J. Henderson. And uh, so far, let's see here. Hey, they've, they've exceeded their goal um, of $1,300. All right, remember that name. Brian Derek Henderson went by B.J. And we'll be right back.
Take a look at this. How about this popularity? Republican primary voters who would support Trump in 2024, 82% say yes. This is from McLaughlin and Associates, uh, the same firm that helped President Trump get elected in 2016 and do very, very well in 2020. Uh, John McLaughlin, the pollster, joins us right now, as well as Betsy McCoy, New York Post columnist, former lieutenant governor of New York State. Welcome to you both. John, those look like great numbers to me, um, but you're the expert. What do you make of them? Oh, they're really rock solid because there's a there was a backfire on impeachment. The Democrats thought they could impeach him. And, and I mean, they impeached a private citizen. And the Republicans were outraged by this. And a lot of Republicans, I mean, will legally recognize Biden as the president. But that election was awfully close in three states in Arizona, 11,000 votes, Georgia, uh, 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 12,000 votes and 20,000 in Wisconsin. So you had 44,000 votes where there's been all sorts of changes because you know, there wasn't really signature verification. There were drop boxes. There was ballot yeah. harvesting. I mean, big questions in that election. So the Republicans, they're looking at the same. And 69 percent want him to run again in that same poll. 82 to 15, they support him. Even in a crowded field of candidates, he leads everybody with 55 percent. And, and the next, you know, only one of the candidates at like 10 percent. So it doesn't. I mean, the Republicans want him to run again. And uh now, with Joe Biden moving to the left, doing really radical things, over time, we're going to see the country come around to this position as well. All right. Well, count me in. And by the way, Joe Biden, I saw a poll, his first 100 days in office, his approval rating is at 52 percent. Now, I've heard uh, different interpretations. Betsy, I'd like to get your take on it. And let's go ahead and put that number up. It's 52. Uh, straightforward. Mm, I don't think he's that popular. That's my sense. I have a feeling this is somehow inflated. Betsy, what's your take? I'm not surprised. Uh, in fact, it, it's no wonder that uh, his support is low. And the reason partly is that he has accused the nation of being racist, systemically racist. And the fact is the only racism in this country is reverse racism. The Democrats are waging an enormous war against white people whether they're applying for college or applying for a job, or look at these two bills that just got passed, COVID relief bills. Black farmers get debt relief, white farmers don't. Black restaurant owners get, get help, white males have to go to the back of the line. This is creating even more divisions in the country, and he's also waging a war against working people, laying off the Keystone Pipeline workers, mm. fossil fuel mm. workers. Americans see what's happening, and that's why they are not eager to support Joe Biden. I am absolutely convinced Donald Trump owns the grassroots and the grassroots owns the Republican Party. Never mind what Liz Cheney or Mitch McConnell say. Trump has this nomination in 2024. Well, here's what Chuck Schumer says, and it's kind of funny, actually. Take a listen. People are really happy with us. People are, after these first 100 days, people are getting injections in their arms. They're getting money in their wallets. Small businesses and businesses are opening up again, and life is beginning to get back to normal. We're going to have a very good next 100 days. I just don't think anybody looks at Joe Biden and feels really, really good. And that 52 percent, I know people are saying it's low, but I actually think it's high. It's too high for Joe Biden. Uh, he's not doing anything about uniting the country. We can all see that. What do you think of that number, please? Um, uh, what do you think of that number, John? Well, first of all, 
He didn't thank uh, President Trump for the rebounding economy. In our poll, the, the voters said the economy's getting better, 52-39. Why? Because of Donald Trump's policies. He didn't thank him for the Operation Warp Speed that the Trump vaccines are allowing us to reopen the country so Joe Biden doesn't have to wear a mask when he talks tomorrow night. And the other thing about that poll is all last year, you and I talked about how the media was biasing the polls. That poll has only 24% Republicans in it. On election day, it was 36%. You put the Republicans in below, Biden's below 50%. And he, you know, when he, once he dismantles all Trump's policies, these numbers are going to get worse because watch out, his policies aren't working, just like at the border. Hey, and by the way, his endorsement is so powerful. Take a look at this. Uh, basically, everybody he gives the green light to or the thumbs up wins. Look at that. Look at that record. 121 wins, two losses when Trump gets involved with an endorsement. Final thoughts, Betsy McCoy. Well, the game right now is 2022. The Republicans have a very strong chance of picking up the House and perhaps the Senate. And there is a scramble going on among Republican candidates, as you pointed out, Greg, to get Donald Trump's endorsement. You can see it in the just. The uh, special election in Texas, 6th District. You can see it in the Missouri U.S. Senate race. Marco Rubio, there isn't a smarter politician anywhere. He couldn't wait to get Donald Trump's endorsement. So everyone wants Trump's endorsement. It is the golden ticket to winning in 2022. All right, Betsy McCoy, thank you very much. John McLaughlin, thank you. To be continued, and we'll be right back. I haven't been wearing a mask outside since this whole thing started. I wear it inside because I don't want to need trouble from anybody, and I, but I don't wear it outside. Joe Biden today finally said we don't have to wear a mask outside, huh? Talk about a clueless individual. There he is coming out to make the announcement that you don't have to wear a mask outside, but notice that he's wearing a mask outside. Oh, but he's on the run. You see that fake little jog? Anyway, don't do it, Joe. I warned you, you're going to take another tumble. Here's his uh, big announcement. Starting today, if you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors, you need, and not in a big crowd, you no longer need to wear a mask. I want to be absolutely clear. If you're in a crowd, like a stadium or at a conference or a concert, you still need to wear a mask. Got it. It's absolutely clear. Conference, concert, a stadium, wear a mask. This is one of the phoniest guys in the world. Doesn't he know that people remember? I mean, you remember. I remember, right? This is Joe Biden, not vaccinated, indoors, not wearing a mask, hugging family who just flew in from all over the place to thank him for an election that he had not yet won at that point. And you know how I feel about the election. Uh, I just can't get over this guy. All right. Time for some Trump truth. Ultimately, I'm always right. And he certainly seemed to have the number of John Kerry before a lot of us did. All right, John Kerry, um, man of the world, is the environmental czar. There he is. So a lot of us don't like John Kerry going back to what he did in the aftermath of the Vietnam War. Uh, but take a look at this, a very uh, interesting paragraph deep in a story in the New York Times. Iran's foreign minister at leaked tape says revolutionary guard set policies. But look at this deep in the story. Former Secretary of State John Kerry informed him that Israel had attacked Iranian interests in Syria at least 200 times. To his astonishment, Mr. Zarif said, and what the hell is John Kerry talking to Iran for about Israel when he's not 
in power. This happened in, I think, 2018, 2019. Here's what Donald Trump said about uh, John Kerry back then, and he was right. What I'd like to see with Iran, I'd like to see them call me. You know, John Kerry speaks to him a lot. John Kerry tells them not to call. That's a violation of the Logan Act. And frankly, he should be prosecuted on that. But my people don't want to do anything that's only the Democrats do that kind of stuff. You know, yes. if it were the opposite way, they'd prosecute him under the Logan Act. Nailed it once again. That's it for tonight. Stand by for Stinchfield. And thank you. Thank you very much. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.